It's time to kick the tyres, check the screen wash, and make sure you've got one of those packs you need when you drive in Europe, you know, with the reflective triangle. We're going on a high-octane ride down Chat Highway, so fasten your string-back driving gloves, clunk-click your seatbelt, and hang on for dear life as I, Paul Clayton, and my passenger-stroke navigator, Mark Barron, take you the scenic route to Opinion Town. It's the motoring episode. Welcome to Mark and Paul's Opinion Hour. Here we are, back for another episode, Paul. How are you feeling? Good. Thank you, Mark. I thought that the uh, the last the internet pod, the last episode, I enjoyed. You, you liked it? Yeah, I did. I really did. You listened back to it? Listened back to it. Liked it. Well, I didn't think there was absolutely anything wrong with it Just at n- all. no perfect from start no to finish. No perfect from start to finish. I think it will go down probably in the annals of history as one of the most perfect podcasts ever produced. Should we just stop at this point, do you think? Just go out on a high? I don't think we could do much more, really. <laughs> Not now. I think it's all done. And thanks for the intro, by the way. We love that. Thanks. Bit Partridge-esque. Yeah, I well, thought. you know, I tried. I did realise after you said it then, I didn't actually say the name of the podcast in the intro. I mean, one of us has got to, you know, one of us has got to have his head screwed on. <laughs> one of us yeah. has got to be steering this yeah, absolute yeah. nightmare of a ship. It's fine. So, before we get into this, this week's episode's topic, yep. which, as you so charmingly introduced as motoring, yep. I thought we'd just do the analysis of last pod. Not that much to say, really. I did sort of think all the time when I listen back to the pods that we don't say this enough, so I'm just going to get it out there. Go on. Please, please contact us. And if you contact us, you can do so via email, which yep. is... Mark and Paul's opinion hour at gmail.com. Yeah, or if you know us and you've got our phone numbers, you can text, you can WhatsApp us text, if you want. Phone us, phone us the old fashioned way. But we've yet to have a single email, so it would just be, it would be quite exciting for me. Send us an email, you shit. <laughs> yes. So just wanted to get that out there. Oh, the other thing that occurred to me that we've never really addressed since our name change yes. is that obviously the podcasts are never an hour long. That's yeah. Well, that's the kind of the joke. Yes, exactly. That's the thing. It, it's the... a joke-ish, but yeah. it just did occur to me. I don't think we've ever addressed that. So, we'll... well, there's two things we could do. We could either just carry on as we are, mm. or we can just like talk, and then when it gets to an hour, just cut it off. Mm. <laughs> Completely just cut it. Just well, halfway through a sentence. The thing that I do does occur to me sometimes is that what I should be doing is editing down right. what we've got, but. I how just, do you edit this goal? Uh, well, it's it's not only that, but how do you edit full stop? <laughs> right, yeah, no, uh, yeah, okay, fair. So, I do take some obvious stuff out, but unless it's glaringly yeah. awful, or yeah. clearly we've just corpsed or done, you know, it pretty much all stays in. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's sort of natural, it's more of a flow, I think. Yeah. It works in that way. So, yeah, if, if again, please contact us if yeah, you think the pod is touch. too long, too short, about right. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, we're kind of, we've done a bit of a, a bit of market research, and I say that, you know, we've spoken to... Well, my brother and your brother, I think, Mostly, generally, yeah, mainly yeah. are fraternal oh, your relatives. cousin as well. Oh, my cousin. It's been a real, it's yeah, very nepotistic. It's absolutely, sort of yeah. yeah. So we, and kind of asked about what the length of the podcast should be, and 
And mainly people aren't too bothered. They kind of think the way they consume their podcasts, they're listening to it while they're doing something else. And mm. they, you know, they might turn it off and do something else and then turn it back on again. So we'll carry on as we are until somebody tells us otherwise. Yeah, exactly. By I, email. I think it's basically the feedback we've had so far has been either positive or completely apathetic. Yes. So, yeah, in, in the absence of any sort of information to the contrary, yeah, we're just we're going to carry on, carry doing, on doing exactly yeah. what we're doing Absolutely. In, in an obstinate way. Exciting pod news. This just in. Go on. As of today, we've got a whole new mic recording rig to be dealing with. (laughs) And and the very description of that (laughs) shows the kind of level of professionality I think we're working with. Yeah, recording rig. (laughs) I thought it sounded quite industry then. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) But, so here's the deal. We, We initially bought two USB mics. This is what we're recording on today. This, yep, yep. absolutely. We, this is what know, we're rocking now. We want to get a third person in. Yep. So it was going to involve buying a new mic. Yes. But I wanted to switch from USB to XLR mics. Yeah. For anyone. Yeah. And me. So we've invested in four new mics. And yep. we've got a nice little sort of recorder now that we can take on the road if we wanted to. We could do recording out and about. Apt for this episode, isn't it? But the most exciting thing is we can now get Neil. Quizman Neil is raring to come along and actually deliver us a live quiz. I'm looking forward to that. I thought we would honour that you know, event by getting maybe doubling the size. Maybe he'll do ten questions. Oh, easy. I mean, will that mean we have to pay him more? <laughs> yes, I suppose. Neil was actually planning on coming along tonight if the gear had arrived in time. Actually, the last bit only arrived today. Yeah. I haven't had the time to sort it out and sort of figure out how it works. We've all got lives, Mark. Yeah, We've yeah. All, we're all living our own lives. We can't be just sat waiting for the Amazon man at your front doorstep <laughs> to go and set up some sound equipment. I mean, you? some of us have sort of like family lives where they've got three children and a wife. Yeah. Others have got less going on, you know. So in yeah. terms of life, one of our lives is more of a joke than the than the others. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying who, which, which is which. Uh, and you you should try and live mine <laughs> for a, a while and but, see which one you think is a joke. I tell you, I think we've got the full gamut of life is represented here, isn't it? Pretty well. Much. well um, when you say the full gamut, I think we've got the two polar opposites and not much in between. Yeah, true enough. But anyway, the exciting pod news is that we're going to have new mics, so the sound quality, hopefully, will be going up. Great. And we can also have more people here, so we more might people. start introducing guests now. Ooh. So this is, these are exciting times, pod-wise. Pod pod-wise, absolutely. Other, other ways, it's an absolutely awful time to be alive. If, if anybody's got any suggestions for guests that they might want to hear on the podcast, please email. Yeah. Sure. As long as they're related to us, we know them, we have their phone number... And they've spoken to us before. Well, I'm up for having a celebrity guest, but you will yes. need to have their. You will need to be able to contact them directly. Yes, absolutely, we... and, and convince them to come and sit in Mark's loft room. Yeah, and record the podcast with convince us. Convince them, trick them, whatever. Yeah, just I as, don't mind as long as they're here. That's the main thing. Yeah, once they get here, it's our awkwardness to deal with. Is what we're saying. Isn't um, it? Absolutely, we'll, we'll we'll take it from there. We'll take it from <laughs> awkward wise. <laughs> Little bit on the last pod, not much really. No corrections, not oh. that I noticed. Anyway, Good. obviously, if you if anyone else spots them, do please do send them in. We'd love love to hear about how shit we've been doing. Uh, <laughs> but we mentioned last time about the etymology of the word podcast. Yes, we did. So I, I was right. It was due to the the iPod. It does it's, make sense. It's simply a portmanteau of iPod broadcast. Simple as that. Simple as that, really, yep. isn't it? It was once, it, it, 
directly once you said must be something to do with the iPod, yeah. I thought, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. Of course it is. I mean, that's just ridiculous, isn't it? So one other thing I wanted to mention, which I just thought it was quite amusing and also because I was just a complete idiot, is do you remember last in the last episode I mentioned that anecdote where I'd accidentally yes <laughs> like posted on the internet let's say accidentally i purposely posted on the internet the that story an the... old school friend of mine was a bully yes so i did the edit and i put it out and then i hadn't spoken to you about it and you no. texted me several days later saying oh it's this guy i know the person yes, saying the name and you were right and i didn't even twig then it was only a couple of days later still i was thinking about that and i'm like oh hang on so Paul was able to... Yeah, Paul's not very bright, and he was able <laughs> to figure out, and my so, God, what could some of these computer whizzes do? Thankfully, even though I'd done the edit, I hadn't posted, like, a p- broadcast... Oh, sorry, what's the word? Published. Published, I published the podcast. So I was able to... I had to go back and re-edit it oh. and remove a couple of things that obviously would allowed you to find it. So I'm pretty confident now that what has gone out Unless you already know the guy. Yes. Which I c- guess it's... Fair, and if you, know. you do, I don't think, you know, you think now that it was necessarily as bad and, and you kind of regretted doing it in the first oh place. Oh, my God, absolutely. So there's, there's a certain amount of... Absolutely. Uh, you know... But what basically, I did a story about how I accidentally did this yeah. and then inadvertently did exactly the same <laughs> thing again and almost published that. So it's like, you know... 20 years on, we got a whole new digital platform for me to fuck up on again yeah, exactly. in exactly the same you, way. Yeah. So I just thought I'd mention that. Oh, and Isaac Asimov. Yes. We were struggling to think of other books that he wrote. Yes. And there was hundreds, let's say hundreds, there was dozens, cool. most of which I'd never really heard of before, except iRobot. Oh, yes. Which they, it wasn't so, like a... What, made into the Will Smith Sort of, based vehicle. on that. It was not like right. a sort of shot-for-shot shot remake sort of thing, but, but I, it was I, inspired I, by... I, I Googled him and had a look at his... What's it called? The thing. Wiki page. Mm-hmm. There we go. There's some good editing you're going to have to do today. No, that's staying um, in. Yeah, staying in. <laughs> and, yeah, he's more of a... Like a physicist wrote yeah. some some textbooks, wrote some other exactly. stuff. And, you know... But what I think yeah. he was most famous for writing was the laws of robotics. Of course, can, with the can't harm a can't human. Can't harm a human unless... Or, or something, unless it's... Oh, I can't a remember. Tu- Tuesday. Unless it's a Tuesday. Tuesday yeah. in yeah. February. Or unless it's like, like the robot purge. It can't harm a human unless they're Welsh. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Welsh on a Tuesday. Isn't it that thing in, in Leicester stood on a bridge between Chester and Liverpool? <laughs> I think that's the only thing. But yeah, so that was the uh, that was it really. For that was all I had from the last podcast. Awesome. Well, so, it's, I think that's I think that shows that we're definitely kind of on our way to being perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was always the plan, wasn't it? Be yeah. the best podcast in the world. Hang on, no, no. Oh, that was before. Before we've done, we've done the disclaimer and everything for but that, we can, is, no, we can still aim to be the best podcast. I, That's but not I like, just think if we start saying that again, it's just confusing. Is it because you people are going to think they're back at the beginning after they're like, well, we went through all this with the disclaimer and the things at the beginning of the podcast? And have you sold the best podcast URL to someone else and you're now contractually <laughs> we're not <laughs> yeah, allowed to I'm say not, the word best I'm anymore? Just saying, right, yeah. okay, so no, that, that, we should again, we've got some good content coming out coming we, your way. So actually, I think in... Oh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to ding the bell and then we're going to start the motoring section yeah. of it. So here we, here we go. Motoring. 
Motoring is the topic of this episode, as we said back before the, the post-mortem. So today I think what we're going to do is we're going to do some quick fires, then we'll do a big chat about sort of what our motoring history, about what cars we've had before, yep. and some stuff around that. Then we'll probably do a quiz and then another set of quick fires. Now, it did occur to me, so in the previous episodes... I think you accused us of maybe like, oh, we're getting a bit Top Geary. <laughs> yeah, know. I can't yeah. remember what it was. What were we talking about that prompted that? It was. It was probably your signalling. Your uh, oh yes. Yeah, and then the sat nav stuff that you went through last yeah, week. Yeah, absolutely. It's just an ongoing theme, really. But it, it did occur to me that you know we were a bit worried about that being a bit Top Geary. Yeah. So I think we're just going to have to admit we're going to lean into this. Yeah. So you're a petrol head. Would you? Is that how you? Would you characterise yourself as a petrol head? I'm, yeah, I like cars. I've always liked cars. I think what makes me think that more than anything with our his- pod history so far is yeah. the Goodwood revival. Yes. Sure, I mean, that's a that's a mecca for petrol heads, right? Yeah, and that's something, yeah, I go to every year. I go to with my brother. Yeah. It's great. You know, I, I have to say I like vintage cars and older cars and interesting cars probably more than I like you know, Bugatti right. Veyrons or so, like kind of the full on like far- could, the new Ferraris. Could, yeah, I was going to say, could you name like the last five Ferraris that were came out and things like that? You, know, you kind I of probably, across, you get like magazines and stuff. Like I that. probably could, but a lot, oh. of, a lot of the YouTube content that I consume tends to be. It's a bit. I don't know. It's a bit of a guilty pleasure, and I don't quite know why. Really, yeah. I feel a bit bad. It's a bit sort of. It's sort of associated with sort of tos- toxic masculinity. Oh, I thought you were going to say tossers. And I was going to go, yeah, you're absolutely right. You, yeah, no, you well, nailed no. it. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people that, that you know, exude toxic masculinity are tossers. Agreed. In, in my opinion. No, I, I, I agree. So, yeah, I, I, I would say I, I am. You know, I, I, I like to go on drives. I like to you know, talk about cars. I like to look at cars. Do you go for drives just for the sake of going for a drive like they used to do in the 50s? Yes. Or do you just like it when you, you know, when it, you're going somewhere anyway and you enjoy the So it depends. The if, I'm in an, if, if I'm in an alright car or a nice car, yeah. then just going for a drive oh, is what mate, I'm going for. Come on, in this, in this day and age with the I know, climate it's not, crisis it's not good, looming. It? It's not good, but, you it, know. That actually reminds me that another reason I think that you're a petrol head is during your when you were talking about what you do with a billion pounds there was definitely like a whole garage full of cars yeah there was but yeah. you were talking about using synthetic fuel so yeah this and is the, the fact thing, you yeah. knew about synthetic yeah, yeah, fuel yeah exactly yeah I mean there's more <laughs> total petrol head modern petrol head yeah well you, there, there are synthetic fuels You can, they cost about I think it's about like five to ten times more than normal fuels but they are sustainable and they are you know, you know at the moment obviously it's too far away for it to be mass produced but yeah that's what I would do and if I had a load of money you could just use that and it would it would kind of calm your conscience so it would mitigate bit. it quite a lot from what you the way you described yeah. it also yeah. it's quite it's quite good to, to drive older cars the the sort of the carbon offset there because yeah. most a lot of the energy that goes into cars and motoring and making new cars sure so if you haven't got a new car i mean they say one of the most kind of ecological things you could do is, is get a car and just use that car into the ground and then get another one rather than change your car every three years yeah no that, that makes so, a lot you know, of sense I, that's that's how i'm justifying it to myself Mark. no yeah no, that, that's fair enough that's, yeah. as long as you can justify it to yourself thanks then that, that's what i need his I, History will be the judge. <laughs> I sleep fine at night. <laughs> and you're an electric car driver. I am. So that's yes. interesting. Yeah. So I've never driven an electric car. 
Right. I currently drive a hybrid. Ooh, so yeah. I, I kind of know what it's like to drive an electric car up to about five miles an hour. Okay. After that, I have, I have no idea what it, what it must feel like. Well, it's kind of like that, but a bit faster. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, it's... You know, once you get used to it, I mean, I, I like it now. I'm sort of used to it. it. There's a lot of talk. It's just acceleration, you know, and... It, you know, it, it's great. You know, you can drive it on one paddle, which is good because it breaks for you when you sort of... Does it? Yeah, when you take your foot off the accelerator, it automatically breaks, and it does regenerative braking as well. So oh. the energy that from the brakes goes back into the battery. Amazing. It's exciting. It's not, it, not again, not funny. True. Got Formula One to thank for that. We have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's my deal with what I really wanted to talk about. Okay, actually, before we get into that... Yeah. Motorbikes, could you give a shit? Nope. <laughs> no, me neither. What I was hoping to talk about, and I don't think that necessarily any of our prepared yeah, sections yeah, we're yeah. coming up will cover, is quality of one's driving. Yes. I am convinced... Okay. Now, this hasn't always been the case. All right. But I am convinced yep. that I am the best driver in the world. Oh, are you? Because, for a number of reasons. Please. I'm a very careful driver. I'm a calm driver. Okay. I used to drive. Does that mean slow? Well... Here's the thing. This is why I think I'm the best driver in the world, is you won't often find me going over the speed limit. Okay. And if I do, it won't be by much. Right. But... Even on the motorway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, you, I, I accidentally hit 80 miles an hour whilst I was trying to overtake something the other day, and I was horrified with myself. Were you? Yeah, so... But, but here's the thing. You won't find me going under 70 on a motorway. Oh. Unless, it's, unless, of course, it, it's required. You crazy you know? bastard. Yeah, so... And I always leave a load of space to the car in front. Always. Only a fool breaks the two-second rule. Yeah, absolutely. But it's an, I've got the perfect blend of driving sensibly, respectfully, and leaving lots of space yep. with a healthy dose of, come on, people, let's get the fuck where we're going. <laughs> We've all got somewhere to be. Okay. You know? When traffic is merging, I sort of judge the speed nicely. That's, Lovely. you know, the zip effect. Oh, yes. Big fan of that. Yeah, always know exactly where I'm going in, and I'm sort of confident enough, and you know, to make that happen. Okay. But I'm not going to push in. I'm not going to take an extra car that I should. Here's a, here's a question to. for you. Yeah, there's a traffic there's two lane dual carriageway, right? And there's a traffic jam with roadworks, uh-huh. and everybody has gone over to the right hand lane because that's the one they need to be. Yeah, and it's tailed all the way back, but in the right hand lane. Yeah. Do you go up the inside lane? No, I don't. I used to. You see, I do because but, it's I know. what you should do. I get that, and I so I don't just because I think it's going to upset other people. Well, and I, I don't mind. You need to. So need I to will just get in, uh, you know, nice and early. Yeah, and I won't. Uh, but I will also be fine with other people who do it. Yeah. So that's my choice. So you say you're quite a patient driver. Though. I am a very patient driver. Okay. Because yeah. right, what I don't like sometimes I go up the inside. Yeah. And somebody then purposely will, will, will purposely and that angers me, Mark. It well, angers I... me more because the the tailback doesn't need to be that big. No. If if everybody it could be half the length. Yeah. And then you just merge in turn. Yeah. But I don't think you're going to get so anywhere quicker. I think either way, it's not going to make anything. The only person, but the person who's coming up the inside when nobody else is. If everyone did that, but everybody's doing it. Everybody should be doing it. Yeah, they should be, but they're not, and that's but they why they should be. But but that makes them worse drivers than me. But it, technically, it makes you a worse driver than me. Do you, me do, doing do you, that? If you makes got, me better than you. If you got like a laminated sign that you can now put up and show people, because how I are you communicating to, this to people? I I know in my head oh, I'm better than these people. <laughs> 
Right, I'm better. I know better than they do. Listen, I, I agree with you, and I've heard other people say that, and experts and stuff, so I get it. That's fine. You ask me, do I? I don't, because, you know, I've got an ounce of decency. I'm just saying, it just goes to show you're not the best driver in the world. No, I think the fact that I kind of know that, but still, because everyone, nobody else knows it, so I know I'm going to be pissing all of those people off... And I want to. I know. What you mean is you're the most considerate driver in the world. <laughs> I mean, that's a different potato, mate. Really, isn't it? You know. Okay, go on. We could, yeah, go on. No, I. The thing you were talking about there, where people sort of will block you off. Yeah. I used to drive a lorry, and I used to drive a seven oh, and a half ton oh, lorry, a Luton, up and down the like between Bristol and Oxford. Lovely. And it was during a time when there was constantly roadworks on, so and it was going down to like two lanes, and I used to do that. But that was back when I was really young. And when I was young, I drove like a prick. I have to You admit, would block lane? I would block the person from coming up doing the thing that you just talked about. So I have done that. But I would never do that now. Cause, you, you know, know someone, right? I know. The other thing that makes me quite a calm driver these days is, very recently actually, within the last year, I get a company car now since I started my new job. Ooh. I know, I know. Oh. And the last one I've got... Is it's an automatic because it's a hybrid. Yes, I I was always a bit sniffy about automatics, and I think what it is is that driving a manual always made me feel superior to Americans. Yes, and that's all. That's an important part of my life. I just <laughs> I just do anyway. What it doesn't matter. Feel, what feel superior, superior to, to Americans. Americans. No, no matter what I'm doing. In all fairness, feeling superior to an American is like shooting fish in a barrel it these is days, not, isn't it's it? It's not difficult. Yeah. Things, is it? Ever since January the sixth, I just got, you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's impossible not to feel superior. Well, they lost all respect that day for me. <laughs> no, we should be at you know glass houses and all that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> careful. Yeah, but so, yeah, since I got an automatic, I'll tell you, I'm I'm an absolute convert. You wouldn't go back. I would. Well. I, I might have to in the future, you know, if I buy my own car again, I could well, you know, get a manual. But I would, I would yeah. prefer an automatic. Oh, it's yeah. so much more chilled out. Traffic in traffic is so much easier. Oh my god! So, right, so I'm total convert. So I used to be a bit sniffy about that, but you know, I take that back now fully. On my electric car. Yeah. So here's the thing: yeah. even better. So if you're in a traffic jam, my electric car's not just got an automatic; mm-hmm. it's also got radar control. So I press a button, yep. and if I'm in traffic, yep. I don't have to steer. Yep. I don't have to push the accelerator. Yep. It just follows the car in front. But of you, so I, mine does a similar thing. Mm. So if you've got the the cruise control on, yep. it will uh, speed Ra- up. Yes, or, radar control. Yeah, yep. and also it will it will so it will keep you between two lines on a straight road. Yeah. it's not going to turn around. You know, no. in, on roads. No, no, so, so, yeah. But so I when I first realised it did that. Of course, what do I do? Yeah. Take my hands off the wheel. Let's see what this baby can do. And not much. Well, it, no, it doesn't much. But it, it, it did actually drive it perfectly fine. Okay. Around, you know, sort of very gentle bends on a motorway sort of yep. thing. But after about 30 seconds, it does not like you taking your hands off the steering wheel. Oh, okay. It knows yeah. and it starts flashing at you. Did you have to stop making that sandwich? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it woke me from a very like restful nap, actually. I had to put the lid back on the pickle. <laughs> But yeah, so that. But I, I don't use that to be honest. Okay. I, I thought that was a bit of a gimmick. I, the reason I don't like the radar thing is that it puts too much of a gap between cars. Mm. In some, I thought you like to leave a gap. I do because you're but the best driver in the it's world. Just, but also, this falls into the I don't dick about. Let's all get where the fuck we're going, people. Yes, is that sometimes the car in front will be moving ahead, yeah, and there'd be loads of people behind me, 
and it will be let so much space out it before seems like you're going. Yeah, and it, it feels bad that I'm pissing people off behind me unnecessarily. Yeah, fair That's why I don't like it. It hasn't okay. quite got that balance okay. right. Okay. But yeah, so that was pretty much what I wanted to sort of address in terms of I I am the best driver in the you're, world. You're a considerate driver, but I also get get going. You know, I don't yeah. dawdle unnecessarily. I think I would say I was a. I think I'm a good driver. I don't mind driving. Driving doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. I can get in a car and drive for 12 hours. Absolutely fine. Doesn't How are you as a me. passenger in a car? I'm not brilliant as a passenger. Yeah, if I have the choice... Well, some, it depends upon who's the driver. Oh. But I, I, the I, missus? No. <laughs> no, Mark. Oh, sorry. No, no. George, no. you're the best driver in the world. George is a very good driver, safely on a Sunday. <laughs> on the driveway. Yeah, but so... It depends who's driving. I would much always prefer to be driving. Yeah, me too. Always. Yeah. I would rather, yeah. So I, I'm, I, I would say I was right. I'd probably go a bit faster than you do. Right. I imagine I like to get, it depends on, I suppose I would say that I'm a good driver because I adapt. I, I kind of put my own speed limits in place. So, so if I'm on a, if I'm on a, deserted road somewhere there's nothing around it's early in the morning mm. i don't mind going a little bit f- a bit over the speed limit right. however if there if there's you know in, in the morning i'm going i'm taking my daughter to school and there's a 20 mile an hour sign i will go 20 miles an hour i was going to ask you how are you with the 20 miles an hour zone because there's fine. loads of them in bristol no. and i think I, i'm i'm fine and i think i'm fine with it because i've got kids yeah. and i know that you know kind of and i've taken kids to school yeah. and kind of tried to cross roads with them in yeah. prams and buggies and holding their hands and stuff. And so I always do think, okay, that could, that they're, they're for a reason yeah, in general. definitely. And so I will, quite, but it is difficult sometimes when it's like, it's six o'clock at night, you know there's no kids around mm. or not 10 o'clock and you're driving, it feels like you're walking. So in a 20 zone, uh, I'll, it's not uncommon that I'll be doing 25 in a 20 zone. I know, I know. I know Easy it's, time. It's bad. Have, you, have you had any speeding tickets? Well, that's, you're actually stepping on go one on. of my quickfires. Oh, um, go on. But the, the answer is yes. Yes. At one point, I had nine points on my licence. That was when I was driving the lorry in Oxford. Okay. Oxford is a bitch for cameras. mobile speed cameras. <laughs> oh, it is an absolute hotspot for that. Um, but... That was many, many years ago. So I haven't had a speeding ticket in like 15 years, I oh, think. Nice. So yeah, it makes sense. You yeah. know, I, you know, and like I say, it's just, I kind of tend to, on the motorway, I, I will sometimes venture up to 90 probably. Really? Yeah. See, yeah. I think that you don't see so much speeding on a motorway. I remember being on a motorway, I mean, I remember I would be doing minimum 90 in yeah. the fast lane, but, and there would be people fucking it past me yeah, like doing fine, like yeah. way over 100 you don't see that so much these days and I don't know whether that's because of there's so many smart motorways now yeah, maybe. or I, I don't know whether people uh, at least better at catching again, some people, of or? it depends on the motorway the time of day whether you know kind of smart motorways you can't do that mm. on all that kind of thing and it's just yeah. sort of yeah I kind of make up my own speed limits as I go along well that's not how laws work Paul is it <laughs> No, I, yeah, I, I make up my own libel rules as well. So uh, yeah, absolutely. That's why I can say. That's why you can call Noel Edmonds a bellend. Yeah, and I can say whatever I want about Prince Andrew, and there's not a thing you can do about it according to my libel rules. Yeah, exactly. Or slander, should I say? Um, cause Great, because it's, it's a it's a verbal. 
Oh, that's media. right. Yeah, it's written rather yeah. than. Oh, that's save. That's a good save because you were going to have to do that in <laughs> next week's podcast. Yeah, yeah, true. Right, with that, I think we're going to ding the bell and then we're going to crack on with some quick fires. Oh, looking forward to it. Here we go. I'm now going to do a quick fire round. So I'm going to fire some quick fire questions at Paul. Get my opinions. Get your opinions on some quick fire subjects. Subjects. There we go. Motoring related obs. Yes. Okay, here we go. Number one. Yes. If you were a car... Go on. <laughs> what car would you be? Oh, good question. <laughs> if I was a car, I would be... Because it matters, right? Because it I matters. Could... No, it matters. This really matters, <laughs> this, Mark. We've never said anything that matters less <laughs> no, in our listen, lives. Mark, <laughs> listen, I would be nothing too flashy, a bit... Out, but let's think about something that was sort of mid-70s... Ooh, sort of yeah. car, maybe, you know, quite interesting, got a bit of character, I hope. What about um, one of those Rovers that the police used to use as the jam sandwich cars? Oh, Rover, a Rover, oh, I can't remember what they're called now, is it an 800? No, but the big ones, yeah, maybe, I think I'd be a, I think I'd be a Porsche 911. Really? But I'd sort of not Talk too, me through that. Yeah, so, <laughs> Germ, Germanic inefficiency... Right, yeah. Not too flashy, but sort of reliable. I mean, the 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 the, the viewers couldn't see the look on my face then, yeah. so I'll try and sort of turn that into an audio cue. Yeah. What? There we go. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I think that's what I would be. And you can't, you're not allowed to argue with me on that because that's my opinion. It's your opinion. You're not allowed. Quick fire. And I, it's not, I have, it's not that I'm not allowed. It's that I've got time because it's quick fire. Yeah, quick fire. Fire right. another one. Next one. What is the hardest motorsport? Hardest motorsport. Yeah, so what I'm getting at here is, like, you know, is it harder to be an F1 driver or a rally driver or some other discipline? Well, I, you see, I, th- I think it's probably rally driving. I do as I well. Mean, I've, I back That shit is mental. Ah, uh, Back when I was young, my dad took me and my brother to see the, the Rally of Wales mm-hmm. in the middle of the night somewhere. And this is like the Colin McRae guys, era or something like that? Uh, before, a bit before right, Colin okay. McRae. Uh, sort of... Harkankanen kind of time. Wow, okay. Um, and sort of, uh, yeah, the, the absolute skill it must take and the the guts, because in Formula One, you know, I, I don't get me wrong, I think it's very difficult. Yeah. But the safety features yeah. and the walls, if you hit yeah. a wall, you know, nowadays, and yeah. the, the features that have come on are, are amazing. Yeah. If you, I mean, like, right you can fall off the side cliff. of a mountain. You can fall yeah. off a cliff exactly. in a, a rally right? Or go into a tree or turn over and roll the thing. Yeah, rallying. Yeah, no, I agree. Sadly, actually, I think I heard in the news very recently, in the last week or two, a, a rally driver died. Oh, really? in, in testing one of the WRC drivers. Really? Yeah. It uh, doesn't surprise it's... me. I'm surprised that more of them Yeah, won't. I agree. Absolutely. Okay, <laughs> next one. What are your thoughts about driverless cars? Ah, oh, you see, this is interesting. Mm. I I think it's really interesting. I, I've, I've read recently quite a bit on on AI and kind of... And actually, you know, some of the evidence of driverless cars is they're safer than... Oh, I think that... So I think that there is the, the, the sort of computer yeah. side of things, yeah. the algorithm side of things, already exists, that if every car on the road yeah. was automated, yes. the road deaths would drop yeah. by 95%. But you're, what you're saying is the mix of, of driverless yes. and driver-full. Yeah, cars, driver-full like, cars. Driver-full yeah. cars and driverless cars. Cars full of drivers, yeah. yeah. That's the dangerous thing. Yeah, well, 
No, I think that the I no, I think that driverless cars are safer than most drivers. Yeah. So I think that the more I think, driver, what, I I think, think that as as more, as yes. driverless cars become more prevalent, road deaths will go down. Yes. And when everything is driverless, the comparison to road deaths now yeah. and at that time, but isn't there it the, will be vast. But the propensity for these things to go wrong—that's what gets me. Does a does a computer in a car go wrong more often than a driver in a car? No, no, definitely not. You didn't know that, did you? Well, I mean, you so, said that with so much certainty. <laughs> like you've been working with for Tesla for the last fifteen years. No, I think that once you know the tech. I mean, the technology pretty much exists now. There are driverless cars. There are those taxis in you know Silicon Valley and yep. the various things. Now I know there has been some, at least one or two fatalities. Yes, now. there has. Yeah, but like, how many has there been of normal people exact, driving drivers? Exactly. Cars? So you know, you're never going to eliminate that. And I nope. think that whilst there's always human, how many deaths is enough for you, Mark? <laughs> Eight. Okay. Yeah. Next question. No, obviously I'm being flippant. <laughs> Any Seven. death is obviously <laughs> tragic. But God, all right. <laughs> we're at the stage now where we've got to state <laughs> on the podcast that every death is obviously tragic. Is it though? <laughs> is it? Or is every death tragic? I mean, you I don't know, think it is. Everyone's got like a mum, haven't think, they? I don't think how, you know Jimmy Savile. Was that tragic? I mean, at the time, we didn't know, so it kind of was. But yeah, when you look back... Uh, no, no, in retrospect, it was probably for the yeah, best, yeah. Probably not. Yeah, no, agreed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the other thing that occurred to me with driverless cars, but the more I hear about driverless cars, the less I think this was actually going to be reality. But my dream, when I first started hearing about this, was, oh, you could, get, you could drive home from the pub. You know, that would be like, could revolutionise your, like, social experience. Taxi drivers would be a thing of the past, because you could just get in your own car, but all the... You get in your own car, driverless, and you go, been busy? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, you're going to need to stop at a cash point. (laughs) First thing, complete silence, starts going. What time are you on to? Yeah, what time are you knocking off? (laughs) But yeah, but the more I hear about it is there's somebody's got to be responsible, at least for now. Maybe yeah. at some point in the future it will be, you know, fully autonomous and it'll be like, I don't know, getting on a train, essentially. It'll be the equivalent of getting on a train. Yeah. You're just a passenger. Yeah. But I think for in our lifetimes, potentially, that we will see autonomous, driverless technology getting more and more. Yeah. But I don't think in our lifetime we're ever going to have the a driverless car driving us home from the pub. Or at least, especially, my driverless car driving okay. me home from the pub. Okay, so you won't own one to do that for you, right? Yeah, well, no, it's just, I think I might own one, but I just, in my lifetime... So would you like it to be that you could you could drive it to the pub? Yeah, of course. Okay, and then you park, Yeah, and then you go and have your... What, what is it you normally have on the... 12 Jaeger bombs? <laughs> That's right. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then you just get in the car... And a blue wicked... Home. <laughs> and a blue wicked yeah. and it just takes you home exactly what well, I parks think... in your drive yep yeah um, opens the automatic gates that yep. you've got and it's all all the interior all the interior is wiped clean so oh, okay let's not you yeah, know not... you deal with all the puke and stuff the next oh, morning yeah. just just hose it down just hose it down <laughs> yeah pressure wash it <laughs> What I what I think is I say I think I've read this somewhere and it, it made a lot of sense is that in the future you won't own one won't own their own car there will be a network of driverless cars yes. it'll be like you know bikes in Amsterdam that they're so plentiful and it will be so much more efficient because there'll be far fewer cars on the road yeah. because you know you, you, you won't, they won't just be driving want. once parking it somewhere they'll always be like moving around 
and it'll be really easy. I mean, this is like maybe it's fifty bit, years. It's sad, I think, like, isn't it? Well, no, I think it's. I think it's good. No, I think, no, I think it's a bit sad. Well, be, that's because you're a fucking like Neanderthal petrol head. Yeah. Wake up and smell the revolutions. You can't tell me what I do oh, and don't feel fine. sad about. All right, let's let's take it down a notch with what's the best car snack? Car snack? Yeah. Oh, that's just some kind of crisp, isn't it? Well, you got <clears throat> crumbs and stuff in a car. That like car seats collect crumbs. Like yeah. I collect. Well, listen. Um, Lego. Thimbles. Lego. 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 Collect there we go. Thimbles. <laughs> yeah. Like I collect commemorative spoons. Mm. Maybe not a. So I, I don't like anything. I don't like anything warm as a car snack. It that's not right for right, me. Right. Okay. Doesn't fit. So that would be like you wouldn't go to a McDonald's, get I a burger, and ginsters. I'm thinking a pasty, a Cornish pasty, something. Right. You stopped. At, this is what I'm imagining. This question is about. Right. Okay. It's ten o'clock at night. Right. Right. Yeah. I've. I'm driving home. I've had a meeting. Right. I'm in London. This is a AA. <laughs> what, the automobile? Is yeah, exactly. No, no it's, I'm with the RAC, actually. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm driving home from London, and I'm thinking, I don't want to get a full meal. I'm going to have a snack, because when I get home, mm. George has cooked me a spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> is, that, is that all that she would have ever cooked you? <laughs> yes. Right, OK. So... And and so we get I, so I, I I need a snack. I call in at the motorway service station. Mm-hmm. At the motorway service station, there's an, a WH Smiths, there's an M and S Food, yeah, and there's maybe a, a Cornish Pasty Company. Okay, yeah. I'm walking past the Cornish Pasty Company. Right, I see. Because I'm not I, I, the, trying to deal with a pasty whilst driving a car. Yeah, nobody wants right. So I've, I've walked past that. Maybe thought about WH Smiths because what I'm thinking maybe is. Maybe some Haribo, maybe some Tang Fastix. Oh, okay. But I, you see, I—that's not snack for me. That's a sweet. Mm-hmm. That's different, mm-hmm. right? Sweets and snacks different. Snacks, savoury, sweets, sweet. It's in the name. Right? No, I don't think I agree with that. A snack is any quick bit of food. But anyway, fine. You know, you carry on. This is your opinion. I sorry, I'm, I interrupted. Yep. So I'm walking straight past there, and I'm going to Marks and Spencer's. Mark is where I'm going. I've walked past the. What? You getting a sandwich? No. <gasps> no, because you've what got open sa- A sandwich isn't a snack. What? Sna- a sandwich, sandwich is part of a meal. Sandwich is like the epitome of a snack. When you say snack, people think of a sandwich. No, that's a lunch. No, it's a it's a snack item. No. Oh, okay. You don't say. You don't go. I've had my lunch. I'm just waiting for my dinner. I tell you what, I'll do. I'll have a sandwich. Well, I think I see. I'm the sort of person that I would have a snack sandwich between meals. <laughs> But nobody else would, Mark. Well, yeah, maybe, may, maybe, maybe. So I'm, I'm then heading. I'm, I'm going to get a bag of crisps. I'm going to get a pa- packet of. If they've got them, and maybe I'm going too into too much detail on this question. I mean, I there's no rules. <clears throat> I, I think you are. But I'm getting, a, no I'm getting a, a thick cut, ridged, ready salted crisp because it's got some structural integrity. When you're, because what I'm doing is I'm opening the bag and I'm putting them between my thighs. Whilst I'm driving, right? <laughs> well, each, indivi- each individual no, crisp. the bag. Oh, I see. Okay. You have to warm them up. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm just eating them like that. And then I'm using, probably, to be honest, you know, I'm using my trouser as a as a napkin there. Right. With a little bit of grease from them. That, while your trousers are always greasy on the yeah. thighs. Yeah. And that does probably. make a lot of sense. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. I'm eating, maybe if I've got a tissue, if I've got something... Maybe I'm I'm wiping my, but I'm just I'm I'm on right. a thigh really there. Okay. So yeah, what 
I think so. What I mean, for me, there is only one answer to that, What's and that? it's a boiled sweet out of one of those tins that you get, you always find in old people's. Uh, it would coated with the old ice. Yeah, with the ice and sugar. Yeah. Yeah. You see, that's not a snack. Well, you wouldn't say I'm hungry. I'm going to have one of those little boiled sweets covered in ice. I mean, sugar. I thought I'd use the word snack here, which was just like a bit of a catch-all food. What food might you have in a car? Obviously, it's not a sit-down meal. Any anything else is a snack potentially. What, no, what you should have said was, "What would you eat in a car?" Which is not. Well, that's to, that's what I thought I said until the dancing started. Yeah, but that that's what a snack is. Just some sort of lesson. That's not. Hang on. Bogged down and and by the way, this really is playing right into your hands or right into my hands. It's not a pedantist, it's a pedant. And that is irony. <laughs> is that... Did I... You just called me a pedantist. I don't think I did. Or did I? All right, well... well maybe that was somewhere yeah, in maybe we'll, we'll never know. <laughs> oh, that's, I'm going to have to keep that in now. Because if, if, I, if I just not notice that, that's the sort of thing that I might edit out. Go, oh, fucking hell, I said that, said that wrong. I'll just edit that whole thing out. But you're going to remember now, so I'm not going to be able to do that. <laughs> no. All right, and then last. the last one is... So we've already sort of touched on this. Go on. But have you ever been on a speed awareness course? Mark. <laughs> I am there every week. Mark, Mark, I've Mark. got a standing reservation at the speed awareness I course. I have been to three speed awareness courses wow. in my time. Oh, they're, so they're quite effective then. <clears throat> yep, and I just got done for speeding about four weeks ago really and i couldn't go on another one because it was in three years of going on the speed awareness course before so you've taken the points now have you i've had to take the three points so how many points are on your license right now only three just those three only three points i have before um to my shame mm. had my license taken away from me for have two you weeks. Yes. i didn't know that yes what was that for what have talk us through that <sighs> oh ladies and gentlemen we've tapped into some red hot news here <laughs> stand by so i had borrowed my father's car uh-huh. to go and pick up my then girlfriend now wife right from university uh-huh. and drive back down i was driving back down the motorway on the m5 at the time <laughs> South of Birmingham, going sort of past Cheltenham Stradeway. Mm-hmm. And I was going quite fast. How, how fast are we talking? I was going about... Over a ton. I was doing about 115 miles an hour. Whoa! And my then-girlfriend, now wife... Yes. Said, you, you could just say your wife. Said, careful, I think that's a police car up on that bridge. Oh, no. And I said... No. Fuck off, woman. Yeah. I said, it's motorway maintenance, George. Oh, really? Don't be stupid. <laughs> and I carried on. Oh, mate. And about ten minutes later, there was some blue lights behind me that pulled me over. Yeah. And the, the policeman came up and knocked on the window and said, surprised I caught up with you, sir. <laughs> Amazing. And I went and sat in the back for a while. I got Actually, I got a lot of respect for that as, a, yeah. as an opening gambit. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I was then, I then had to go to court and then I was, I had my license taken away from me for... So was that from no points to license taken away? Yes. Because that is a... Uh... They clocked me at 108 miles an hour. Wow. And so I, yeah, I then had to go to, to court. I then had to plead because at the time I had my own business and I mm. said, listen, if I don't, if I can't be on the road. So they took my license away from me for two weeks and find me, uh, I think it was about £1,600. Right. Okay. So I had a higher fine, but a smaller Yeah, fine. so... 
I was just thinking, two weeks, that's nothing, really, is it? That's no. not, like... But, I mean, it must have been... I'm sure it was an inconvenience for it two was, weeks. It, but it was. £1,600, that's a hefty fine. Yes, it was. And at the time, it made it, it was yeah. quite a thing. It was like, oh. And and since then as well, the thing that's hurt the most yeah. is the fact that I said it was most <laughs> that your wife was right, and that is the thing <laughs> that has hurt the most. It's, every it's like, judge, have I not <laughs> suffered enough <laughs> every time? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So that's yes, I have had points. Wow. I have had also a, a, a license taken away from me. I'm not proud of that, Mark. So I mean, I'm not trying to like you know play. Johnny Big Balls here, but I've never been on a speed awareness course. Now, I can't get too pious about that because I have been done for speeding. It's just that wasn't a thing. The The last time I got done for speeding, and I got, like I said, I had nine points in my life. I got three... Three lots of three points in the space of about six months, all in Oxford, all okay. driving this bloody seven and a half ton lorry, nice. all doing like thirty five and a thirty or something like that. Still speeding, Mark. yes, it's still speeding. But so the, the first speed awareness course that I went to, yeah, talk me o- through the course because I've never been on one. What are we talking about? So the first one was it? Well, the first two actually were at the same Holiday Inn conf- conference room, really, which were you know, and you basically go and it's to be fair. It's not Did you, uh, you book a room and make a weekend out of it? <laughs> exactly, yeah. I'm just going to go and use the spa at lunchtime. It was... It's a good course, and it's not so preachy, and it all makes sense, and it's informative, and they've obviously done it so that it kind of is a bit more interactive, and mm. it's fine. The second one, I knew all the answers. It's not you're not forced great. to look at sort of horrific road no. crashes, no. for three hours. Yeah, but they tell you the reasons for the speed for the speed limits <laughs> yeah. and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, of course. You know, and then the last one I went was a Zoom one, mm. and that oh, was ironic, interesting. <laughs> that was interesting because. Three of the people that were on it were in bed. Oh, my God. Actually in bed on a phone. Amazing. And I was, you know, I kind of think, listen... So right, you, you, you'd put a suit on? Full suit. <laughs> full, well, a tail suit. Yeah, like, of course. Top hat monocle. Why well, take the chance? Pocket watch. Yeah. Yeah, who knows, right? So, yeah, I, yeah, so that was that one. And, and yeah, it's all right. But, yeah, I, I always... I'm the sort of person that would never argue with that because it's fair it's fair enough it's I a got fair caught. cop it's a fair was, cop gov. yeah I was yeah. speeding yeah. I got called speeding and you've got to suffer the consequences of no it, right? I agree completely yeah so there we go this Excellent. little story of my woe so that was my last quick fire I should say that at least I think four no three of those were actually Neil's quick fires oh right so you couldn't so, even bother to think well, of some quick fires he, I was speaking to him earlier in the week and I was sort of saying I don't think we're going to have the gear for you to be able to come along tonight yeah and he was like, oh, well, here are my quick files I would have done. And, I, and I'd and only done two. Them. So I, I told him I would, but I also said I'd give him the credit. So just so, just just to be fair. He's a bit needy, isn't he? The, the bar snack, oh, God, the speed like, awareness not course. bar snack, car snack. Car snack, sorry. <laughs> That's a different question, bar snack. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're not having a boiled sweet for that, are you? So the car snack, speed awareness course were both nils. Where do you get those little tins full of... Travel suites. You'll definitely see them in service stations. Do you? Yeah, and I think you'll probably find them in most sort of petrol station shops. I think you'll see them in there a lot. I call bullshit on that. But I think that's the only place you'll find them. Okay. I don't, so I think you could go to a supermarket, mm. you would find them in the petrol station, but you wouldn't find them in the actual Do store. Do you know where I think I've seen them, Mark? Go on. Garden centres. <laughs> and that's because... No, that's a fever dream, surely. No, I think it's because they're the two natural bedfellows of old people. Right, okay. I, I genuinely think... You know, you know where I've seen them? Crematoriums. <laughs> I think that's probably... Crematoria? Oh, okay. 
No, I'm not sure. I just wondered. I mean, you could have just let the joke land. You didn't know that. There's no need for that, really, was there? Oh, apologies for that. Anyway, that was my quick fire questions for Paul. Because I haven't done that thing I was going to do from what you did last time, I'll do it myself this time. Quiz time! Nice. I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah, I, do you know, it only occurred to me that I was, I am planning on, you know, maybe I was going to put a little bit of music around it or something, Lovely. and we'll turn that into the start of the quiz. Oh, but yes, please. I completely forgot to do that before tonight's okay. episode, so, yeah. There it's you either go. that or ask Neil to write a theme tune, <laughs> a full theme tune. As long as, long as he hasn't got a sing on it, he's, I mean, I love the guy. Yeah, he's he's pretty average. He's a plain. He's, he's average. He's average in every way except he's got an or way below average voice. Oh really? Really awful. Shame. Yeah. Other than that, you know, just I, a normal yeah, guy doesn't really doesn't really register. No. Sorry, Neil. <laughs> so Neil's very kindly done us another quiz. Thanks, Neil. Motoring base. I've got a horrible feeling that. If if Neil's done what I think he might have done, go on. Which is going to be something. It's going to be very specific to knowing highway roads. I, I I'm thinking it might be a highway code. It might I'd be I'd be better at that probably. Would you? Because if it's like oh what service station is on the M62, I've got yeah. no. I just don't. Well, let's stop guessing. <laughs> Should we just do it? Yeah. What if he's done <laughs> Formula One drivers of the 1950s? I'm just putting it out Shit. there. If he's done what I think he might have done, or something along those lines, then I'm not feeling very confident. And just what do you want to do? Just stop now? No, I don't. I want to do the quiz. I'm just basically. What makes you think I'm going to be more confident than that? Because I reckon you you've driven around the country more than I have. That's what I think. Okay. So I think you've got more knowledge of specific roads and like that that sort of thing. Okay. Anyway, we'll see. So I'm going to open it up. Oh, and just to recap, it's currently four point five to you, two point five to me. Yes. If I lose this, yeah, I'm my 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 heart's point? gonna. What's the point in you anymore? Well, yeah, it's just I think my head's gonna go. Yeah, I think it's gonna be an it's gonna feel an unassailable gap. Not just feel, it probably will. Be. <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably fair. Here we go. Here's another bog standard run of the mill quiz. Oh, you see what he's done there. See what he's done. Yeah, he's really leaning into it. Your late from your late middle aged workaday brother. I'm sure it will be harmless enough and hopefully fine. Ah, oh, he's 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 good, isn't he? I I just like him and he shooting for fine. He... He's got a lot of ambition, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Right here we go. So, oh, interesting. Question number one: What car manufacturer has the slogan "The Power of Dreams"? Okay, yeah. Five. I'm not sure, but I've got a pretty good idea of that. No, I don't know, but I'll have a go. Okay. Oh, this isn't a theme. This is all over the place. So, Jesus question Neil. two. Are you ready? Yeah. What is the current price of a new VW Golf GTI? This is the standard price yeah. showing on the VW website without any additional costs for things like metallic paint, Alloy wheels, etc. No options, mate. Just bog standard. Bog standard, run of the mill. No options. All right. Yep, I've got that. All right, hang on, I'm going to... Hang on. A GTI. GTI. Golf yep. GTI. Okay. All right, yeah, I've got something for that. I'm changing mine. All Go right. On. Question yeah, three. What was the UK's best-selling car in 2022? The UK's best-selling car yep. in 2022. Correct. Okay. I've got no fucking idea. Okay, I'm going to go for... I've got one. 
don't I don't know. Hang on, I haven't got anything yet. <clears throat> oh, okay, let's just sit here and talk for a bit. Don't worry, we'll, we'll 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 edit out all the big gaps. I, I have to do that every time anyway. Oh, do we? Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Fair enough. That's the that's the most editing I do every episode is editing is the out the gaps whilst we're thinking of our questions. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Well, um, I won't I won't worry too much about the excruciating silence whilst I watch your head whir around. So I mean, hopefully there's no points for spelling, but yes, I've got something. Okay. And four, who was the last non-European winner of the Formula One Drivers' Championship? Now then. Non-European? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, yep. All right, hang on, I'm still thinking. Yep. Oh, no, that's not right. That's right. Okay, I've got something. Again, I'm not confident on that. Number five, in what year was the first motorway open in the UK? That's a good one. Yep. All right, I've got something for that. Yes. Okay, you ready? Hang on, I'm just changing my mind on that. Yep, yes, I'm ready. I've got all of my answers, Dane Mark. Okay, here we go. Here comes the answers. Fire away, yep. So, question one. Which car manufacturer has the slogan, The Power of Dreams? I've got Audi. Oh, it's, I've got Honda. Is it? It is Honda. Of course it is, yeah. You're thinking of Versprungduch technique, yes, aren't you? Yes, yep, I am. One nil up, come on, here we go. Come on, Mark. What is the... Current price of a new VW Golf GTI, what have you got? I've got £32,000. Ooh, I've got £35,000. And the answer is £37,915. Wow. Oh, you're 2 nil up. 2 nil up. Wow. What is... Oh, my God. <clears throat> what is the UK's best-selling car in 2022? I've put the Nissan Qashqai. I've also put the Nissan Qashqai, and that's correct. Is it? Fucking hell, I can't believe I got that right. Oh, God, this is... Oh, sorry, I've just seen the next one. Who was the last non-European winner of the Formula One Drivers' Championship? I've put Jacques Villeneuve. I've also put Jacques Villeneuve, which is correct. Oh, nice. And, oh, well, closest wins. In what year was the first motorway open in the UK? I've put 1962. I've put 1956. Okay. The answer is 1958. Oh, wow, so you've got that one as well. Clean sweep, baby. Five out of five. Boom. How'd you like their apples, you yeah. fucking motherfucker? <laughs> I'm I, so sorry. I don't think there's any need I'm for so that. sorry. I mean, I think the most important thing is, is to be a gracious winner as well as a gracious Oh, no, man. I mean, you're two points down. You can go fuck yourself for that Five nonsense. out of five. Five, five out on, of five. Five on five. And that was saying. like... Oh, God, hang on. Dropping everything there. That was... And Can there was be- like... Going to be excited there. Two there. Well, actually, Jack Villeneuve. I was reasonably confident on that. I do follow F one a bit. Yeah. So, but I was yeah, thinking I'd gone the all must... the way. But I'd gone to Ayrton Senna, right? As a Brazilian, and then I was like, nowhere else could that I was be. thinking like Villeneuve's Canadian, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I was thinking like, oh, did Massa? Did, did Massa get it one year? And like, no, no he didn't. No, no he didn't. Did he? Not. But nice. Oh, well, I'm quite happy to have got two right there. You got two out of that, didn't you? Thirty-seven thousand pounds for a. For BW a, Golf GTI. Yeah, but, you know, it's going to have it. matte paint and it's going to have steel wheels, so what's the point? I'm not, <laughs> you're never, never going to pick up might, ladies I mean, it, in that. It might come with those things. What he's saying is there's no extra bits on it. Right, I see. I see. see. Oh, well done, Mark. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm really pleased. He's also done a tiebreaker. Oh, go so on, let's just, see if just for fun. Okay. <laughs> According to Google Maps, and I, this time I've remembered not to look at the next email. Right, well done. According to Google Maps, how long would it take to drive from Mark's house in Fishponds, Bristol, yep. to Wembley Stadium? 
This is at 6.30am on a Monday. It's the standard route with pretty good traffic. Pretty One good bit. traffic? A couple of short amber areas. Oh, I see. It's a relatively low yeah, traffic, yeah. I yeah. think. A couple of short amber areas on the M4, around the M25, and as you get closer to London. So has he done this at 6.30? And- oh, he's got young children. He's no, called... he hasn't done. He's just put it into Google Maps. Oh, and you can put the time in, yeah, and it tells you that. Yeah, but the amber bit is just guessing. The amber bit is not. Well, it's just at that particular time. That's that's where the traffic is. Yeah, but then it's not live data, so you're putting in. Yeah, the... maybe not. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Fair enough. All right, um, Wembley. That's okay. North so that's my house to Wembley, and this is going to be. Not as the crow flies, obviously. It will be the actual... What do you mean, as the crow? Because it's not as the crow flies. <laughs> I might be taking my helicopter. Because <laughs> then you don't know. <laughs> I might be taking my crow. <laughs> okay, so let's go to 6.30, 7.30, Oh, it's, it's time we're looking for, not distance. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, how long will it take? Yeah. Okay, I've got it. I've got one. Yeah, me too. Okay. All right, what have you got? I've got... Three hours and 27 minutes. Ooh, I went two hours, 32 minutes. Do you think I've undercooked that? I, well, well, we'll, we'll see, shall we? Considering your form today, Mark. Yeah. Oh, no, wrong one. Here we go. Oh, my. Oh, my God. What I've got. So it's two hours, 23 minutes. So I've got all the right figures. I've just got the three and the two around the other way. You're never doing that in two hours, 20. To Wembley? Well, I always think to London, it's roughly two hours, and then it's 30 what? minutes to get wherever you're going in London. That's... But it's North London. You're not going to cross London. Yeah, but he's driving like a cunt like you used to. So that's that's why. Yeah, that's fair, yeah. I suppose. He's doing 108. So you've, you, that's another clean tweet. It's... Yeah, six out of six. Jeez, mate. Good grief. Oh, that just... I, that's, I'm, Made I, your night, isn't it? Couldn't happy be more with pleased. that. Yeah, happy with that. All right, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to calm down. Three and a half, gonna, four and a half, yeah? Three and a half, four and a half. I'm just going to calm my half, breathing. Four and a half. Well... And I'm going to... Yeah, ding, ding the bell. And, and ding the bell. I just want to ding it. I just want to ding do, the bell. I just wanted to be a little bit magnanimous before I ring the bell. That I apologise <laughs> for all the swearing and all the ho- hoopla. I mean, literally everybody like dropped stuff. He bounced <laughs> up and down on his chair like a little child. It's. It's, you should have seen his face. It's authentic. It's That's what the listeners this want. Is an, this is an audio they, medium. That, they honestly. don't want some sterile, emotionless ding drone. All right, here we go. I'm going to ding, ding the, the, ding the All ding right, dinging it. Big topic, motoring section. Been looking forward to this all week, Mark. Have you? Yeah, I really have. Well, this is again. This is because you've got more of a petrol head credentials than I have, so I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, when I did my list, by the way, was kind of like, oh yeah, I, I haven't. I've owned very few, and they're all shit cars. Well, some of my cars were shit cars, but this Great. this whole topic is very much in my own. If you'll permit me to say, alloy wheelhouse. Oh, I like it. I like Thanks. it a lot. Thanks. So, just so you know, dear listener, sorry, we've gotten rushed ahead here, but what we're going to do in this section, we're going to list the cars we've owned yes chronologically yeah and we're just going to talk a little bit about each car what we liked about it what we didn't well and i think so because i'm not at all a petrol head that's why i've got a tiny list and they're all shit so my my list is going to be quite small and it's going to be more of an emotional thing where where was i in my life at that time what did that car mean to me paul's got like three times as many as i have and i you see i think it's it's interesting because i you know it's almost like it's like a desert island discs for me but through cars 
Do you yeah. know what I mean? I but do, like, yeah, yeah. the things that were happening, and you can very much tell, like, my life through cars, probably, really? when you look at look, look at this. Like, a, a, that's the, um, like that's... an autobiography. Oh, I like it. I was just going to say that would be the title of your autobiography. But, yeah, that's yeah, good, yeah. Yeah, Auto, what, what? Yeah. autobiography? No, it's in uh, my Desert life Island, through cars or something. Desert yeah. Island cars. Yeah. yeah but nice. anyway, so I'm just going to quickly run through mine, because that won't take very long. So, when I passed my test, I was still living with my parents at the time, didn't have my own car. My mum had an Austin Metro So when I passed my the first car I ever drove on my own, and most significantly, and I remember this so clearly, could have the radio on, because driving instructors don't like having the radio on. No. Yeah, that's really frowned upon. Yep. So the first time I passed my test, I could go out on my own, and it was the one of the most sense of just freedom and elation you know I remember it so well it was absolutely exciting and on the radio I can't remember what station I was listening to on the radio Brian Adams Summer of 69 came on lovely and I remember and it was quite a sunny day and that was a one that was probably one of my all time favourite drives is that first day when I passed my test and I could go out on my own so tell me a couple of things sure the colour of the metro it was like quite a light blue Nice, like a sort of bluey sort of colour. Oh, was it any? Was there any kind of derivation of it? Was like a, a like a carnival, or was it an LX? I or don't remember. Okay, I don't remember. Cassette deck or just radio? Cassette. Okay, very much cassette. Okay, great. That's the, the, the sun, sunroof. No, no, no. Five door though. Oh, really? Yeah. Five door metro. Five door metro. No, actually, sorry, I lie. The Austin metro was was a three door. Okay, but they switched up the Austin metro yeah. to a Rover metro. Yeah. Now this. Motherfucker was one point four. Oh, it was autumn. Bit, bit of grunt. Bit of grunt, especially yep. in a car that size. Yeah, it yeah. was automatic, wow. which was quite unusual at the time. Yeah. Um. So that was the, even though I started. Is this the driving, next car. This is the next but they, car. But they got the, okay. Yeah, yeah. So for my mum, basically, yep. got she got rid of the old Austin Metro, bought a Rover Metro. It was bright red. Nice. And even though it was the Austin Metro that I learned, that I sort of passed my tests and stuff, yeah. actually most of my childhood driving my parents' car yeah. was this Rover Metro, and I loved it. Because oh. it really went. For a car that's like... Because it, it was an automatic, it was like driving a, driving a go-kart, basically. And tell me, could you drive it whenever you wanted? What, what were the Pretty rules much, of so driving the car? at one point... So my brother passed his test before. He's older than I am. Yep. So I would share with him. But he was off to uni at one point. He just probably did normal, average things in the car, presumably. Did he just normal guy? <laughs> yeah. Doing normal, everyday, mundane things. I don't think he ever troubled the police in it, to no, be honest. Probably not. Probably not. Just drove places, <laughs> drove back from places. Yeah, and, and not even that interesting places as well, I would no, have thought. probably not. But go on. But I loved that car. It was oh. fast as hell, and that was the one that I was like, I remember taking mates, and that was five door. And I remember that was quite useful because sometimes we'd get like six people in it, you know, like you used to when yeah. you were kids and you'd all pile in the one car. But that was a great car. I really enjoyed that. Okay. Brings me on to my first car I ever owned. Right. And it was an old style VW Polo. Oh, yeah. Manual choke. Oh, yes. So it was old enough to be manual choke. Lovely. I'm pretty sure the registration number was, you know, like they started having the year in it. Yeah. But there was ones before that. Yes. It was one of those old number plates. So it, oh, it, so you're being quite exact with the number plate there. Well, I, I, don't, I don't remember what the number plate was. But oh, really? Okay. I'm just saying, you know, that, that. so when I was growing up, 
there, you could tell how old a car was by the registration number. Yeah. And they've since changed the system again. So yeah. our current system is... Well, it was like a Y-reg or a... a, a That's right, it was the letter. It was the letter. But, but and now there's a 5-1 yeah. or a 7-1 But or before a the letter... Yeah. So it was before the A of the letter system. Oh, OK. So it was before that. And I oh, don't even right. know what the system was then, or even if there no. was a system like that then. No. So that's sort of how old like this thing was. like the Wild West of registration plates then. But it was my first car I owned, so it sort of does hold a bit of a special place with me. How much did you buy it for? I don't remember, to be honest. It was hundreds. Okay. Like, you know, several hundred, I would imagine. What colour was it? It was blue again. Light blue? Navy? It was quite light blue. Not quite azure, but not not as dark as navy. Okay. Yeah. All right. But it was a crap car. Uh, I remember the choke thing didn't work very well, so sometimes it would just, like, the power would just completely go and I I wouldn't have to figure the choke thing out. Yeah. And also, the petrol tank started leaking pretty badly, which is why I eventually had to let it go. Yeah, but I was of that age and had so little money that I drove where I could smell petrol all the time because <laughs> it was leaking out there. Classic. And I'd go in and there'd be a pool of petrol under my car. Yeah. And I'd always turn the engine on like, you know, like a mafioso worried about it. So the car's about to explode. That would be my... Yeah. Also back in the day when, you know, petrol prices weren't quite as high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That you I could, could afford, afford to just, just leave it all on the road. It's so. all over your driveway <laughs> overnight. But anyway, that was my first car. And then because the petrol was, was leaking so bad, I bought my second car, which was a white Citroen ZX. Oh, ZX. Slightly bigger. So right? it's a little bit bigger. It's, it was a hatchback. Yeah. It drove pretty badly. No power steering. So yep. no car I've mentioned so far had power steering, for oh, example. It was fine. Although I say that, when it was working, it was fine. But there was shitloads of problems with it. Right. So I had to replace all kinds of stuff. Spent a lot of money on it. The, the Polo, in all fairness, I didn't spend that much money on, but I drove it until it literally died. I should have been spending money on it. Right. But I didn't have it for that long. The ZX I had for a few years, yep. and it was troublesome. So, I, you know, it broke down on a number of, like, holidays down to Cornwall and stuff like this, and it was yep. a real ball ache, and I had to spend a fortune on it. So I don't remember that particularly fondly. Yeah. Next car, though. Now, this is the nicest car I've ever owned. Okay. It was a, I believe it was a 1.6 Vauxhall Astra Saloon. Yeah, I know. Nice. It was burgundy. (laughs) But what it was, it was the the best quality car I've ever owned. Oh, right, yeah. So it felt like a bit of a grown-up's car. Yeah. And actually, even though it was a Vauxhall, which I know isn't like a a luxury thing, it's pretty well built. It felt pretty solid. Back in the day. And it drove well. So when I used to drive like a bit of a prick, when I would do 100 down the motorway sometimes, that is the car I would do it in, because it had the performance for it as well. Yes. So I loved it. It was the first car I had with a CD player, Oh. which was great. Just a single? Uh, just a single CD player. Yeah, 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 yep, absolutely. What, and what, what colour? You Burgundy. Oh, you did say. Yeah. I'm sorry, I apologise. Yeah, yeah. So, but again, it had quite a few problems with it. So again, it broke down. I yep. had to change. God, I don't know anything about cars. But it was all loads of stuff I had to solenoid. change. Solenoid. It's always the solenoid. It might have been. I had to do the fan belt kit. I had to get a new oh, fan belt yeah. kit at one point. That was oh, quite expensive. No. Was um, it slipping? Was it like making that squeaky Yeah, noise it here? did. I needed to, uh, the brakes needed changing on it and loads of stuff needed doing on it. Any idea how much you paid for that? For that well, that I actually got on like finance. So that was the oh, first really? car right. I bought on finance. So okay. I was sort of paying that on. On the never, the never. And I'm, so I'm guessing I paid... <laughs> you probably still, paid tens of thousands. You're still paying for it. <laughs> yeah. And how old would you have been... With, with, the, so, with the 
Astra. I reckon. Being... Was it not? I, I might be. I'm, the it might have been the one before, but the the saloon Astras were called Belmonts, I think. No, I don't. Was this one. Vauxhall Belmont. I, I, I no. might have that wrong in my I head. Vauxhall Club. Something like that. I don't know. But anyway, come on. Yeah, but when it was working. It was the best car I've ever owned in terms of performance right. and ride nice. and general feel. And it felt like, like a proper grown-up's car. Because it, it was a saloon as well. felt like a proper size car. Yeah. Everything I had Lots up until then. friends in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, plenty of great times. So that was probably the best car I've ever owned. Oh, nice. However, oh. That, when that did finally pack in, I then bought the last car I owned. Right. That was a Kia... Ooh. Rio, Ooh. chill spec. Chill spec. So the chill had a little spoiler, had alloy wheels. Oh, wow. It had electric windows. Nice. It was an 08 plate, and I think I bought it in about 2014. Right, okay. But it only had, like, 20,000 miles on it. Oh. So nice. I think they, they basically said that it had one previous elderly owner. Yeah, vicar. Which I know yeah. is what they do say. But the, <laughs> yeah. But I reckon that was, that was probably true. Of course, yeah. So here's the deal. It was 1.4. Yep. It was five door. It had. It was. It was central locking, but it didn't have a, a key fob. You had oh. to actually turn the oh, key. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't have a CD player. It had a tape deck in it. Oh, okay. So it was like really old spec sort of thing. Yeah. But it went. So I. It just lasted for years and years and years. Nice. And actually, for my purposes, it was fine. It, you know, because I had, a, at those point, smartphones were good enough. Yeah. So that was my sat-nav and Spotify or, you know, BBC Sounds or whatever. when did you get rid of the Kia Rio? When I started my new job. So, so when was that, like a couple of years ago? 21, yeah, end of 21. Oh, wow. okay. So I had it for that long. Wow. And in that time, apart from tyres, um, bowls... Your consumables. Yeah, wiper yeah. blades. Yeah. It, the clutch... Something went wrong with the clutch once. Right. And it cost me 120 quid to fix it. Oh. And other than that, ran like a dream. Oh. It had terrible suspension. Right. But it just it just went. And because I don't drive like an idiot, you know, it would happily do 70 on a motorway. Yeah. 1.4. So if I did need to push it a bit, it would do it if I needed it nice. to. But you, like you said, you don't go more than 70. But I don't go more than 70 on a motorway. Not hardly ever. You consider it. Exactly. So <laughs> even though the Astra was the nicest car I've ever owned. Yeah. Because it had a decent ride and decent, much better performance. I'd say the Chill, the Kia Chill, oh, the Rio, chill. was the best car. My yeah. favourite of all my cars. Okay. Because nice. it just, it was hassle-free, did the job, happy days. Ah, amazing. Since then, so I started a new job at the end of 21. Yeah. It involves driving, so I now get a car. Yeah. Since then, they gave me a BMW 1 Series. Okay, yeah. I had that for about seven months. Right. That was nice. That's the nicest car I've probably ever driven okay. regularly. That then ran out of its lease, and I've got my new car last year, which Ooh. is a Hyundai Ionic, Ooh. which is this hybrid, hybrid thing. yeah. It's It's got all the bells and whistles. So it does that radar thing you were talking yeah. about. It's got all the parking sensors and the rear camera and all that. I don't really use any of it. Yeah. And actually, I don't really like it. Apart from oh. the fact it's automatic, which I do like. You do like, yeah. But apart from that, it's, you know, it's the suspension's awful. The right. ride is terrible. It oh. feels cheaply built. But, oh. hey, you know, it's a company car. I don't really get a choice. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. You don't pay for it. it it's You're actually, carry on. technically, probably the 
nicest car I've had in terms of what it does. Yeah. But, yeah. But, so, in summary, my Kia Rio Chill... Was your favourite car? That's the best car I've ever had. Nice. There you go. That's me done. Okay, yeah, nice. Well, I've got... I have got several more. Yeah, buckle in, guys, because yeah. Paul's got, like, 19 of these to go through. Yeah, I've, I've, I went through and I wrote down all my cars that I've owned, some for longer than others, and so I'll, I'll go through these. with Maybe some of them I'll gloss over, some of them there's stories with. So the first car I sort of owned, well, it was Mum's car, and when I passed my driving test... What age were you when you passed your test? I was 17. Oh, nice. Okay, straight in there. Straight in there. No messing around. As soon as I could. I was a village boy. As soon as I could, I wanted Mm -hmm. to be in a car and being out of the village. I wanted to be able to drive places. So my mum had a Vauxhall Nova, red Vauxhall Nova, Uh 1.2. Okay, yeah. Three-door, lovely, Mm -hmm. nice car. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, I passed my driving test, came home. Got in the car, drove and picked pick two of my friends up. Crashed it. Four hours later, wrote <laughs> it off. <laughs> and, there, in the, and that basically set the tone <laughs> for the rest of my driving career. Yeah. Literally, I wrote the car off after four hours. I mean, I know this after... probably, we're already taking a long time, but t- talk me through the crash. So it was the most ridiculous and stupid of crashes that you could ever have. Right. It was going up a, a single track lane. Far too fast. No swan. Oh, okay, yeah. Far too fast. Yeah. And I came upon a a Rover 800 coming the other Mm. way. Full on, head to head crash. Wrote the car off. And was everyone okay? Everybody was okay. Everybody was fine. Wow. Because in a small car with not many safety features, I'd imagine back then. Not many safety features. Crumple zones weren't the thing that they are these days. Everybody was fine. Amazing. So lucky. uh, yeah, lucky. Walked then. It was the days before mobile phones. Of course. Walked from there about half a mile to the to the pub where there was a phone box outside and phoned my dad. Said, Dad, I've crashed the car. He laughed and said, yeah, all right. Yeah, <laughs> Good one. Good one, yeah, son. Yeah, little scamp. <laughs> and I said, no, I've crashed the car. And then, yeah, in trouble from there on. So then, right. so that was first car, Vauxhall Nova. Next car, my own car. First car I bought. Mm-hmm. It was £300. Nice. And I bought it off my friend Nikolai T. Brunswick. I know, yeah, okay. Uh, a red Mini with a white roof. I was going to say, I think it's a Mini. I re- yep. seem to remember you having a Mini. Red Mini, white roof, loved it. Great. Absolutely loved it. Yep. What um, size engine? It was a, a, a normal Mini, one litre. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 998cc, technically, So, but it's a one litre. Yeah. Um, is, is it though? <laughs> yeah, is it though? Absolutely loved that. Drove it, you know, into, used to drive it to Mini events. Used to, quite two or three of us had Minis. Yep. Used to drive Eventually. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Eventually crashed that one. I rolled it three times. Oh, wow. Yeah. What, well, well, rolled it three times in one go, or you rolled it once, three separate occasions? No, three times in one go. Okay. With one of the same people in the car that was in my first Oh, really? Crash. Yeah. Because they, they hadn't learned their lesson by this <laughs> no, point. No, absolutely. Okay. So crashed that one. Got another Mini, a black Mini now, same 998cc. Mm-hmm. Got rid of that one. White Mini. Got rid of that one. A beige mini. Now the beige mini. Interesting. So hang on. You, so this, how many minis have you had at this point? One, it's, this is my fourth mini. Fourth I'm on mini, that. and you only, but you've only crashed one of them. Yes. All so right. Far. Okay. The other one, I, they would sort of because they're minis, they would sort of run out of their usefulness. Really, I would buy it for sort of two hundred quid. Yeah. 
and then it would sort well, of... I've always assumed that they, they were disposable. Yeah. You drive them where you go and just leave them. Yeah, sort of, and it wouldn't be worth kind of repairing it. Whatever, yeah, and you, just, yeah, you just jump in yeah. another Mini and you drive it home, and yeah. that's how that works, right? So then got, got eventually got the beige Mini. It was sort of the colour of a hearing aid or a prosthetic limb. Right, OK. You know, that yeah, sort know, of beige colour yeah. that nothing else is. Nice. Once Is it for um, camouflage for desert, desert warfare? Exactly. Right, that's, okay. why, that's why I bought it, maybe. <laughs> Going down another country lane once and hit sort of a bit of ice and hit a hedge and ended up on the side. It sort of slid along on its side. Right. And st- what came to a standstill, I had to get out of the passenger right. door. Pop it, flip it back <laughs> onto its wheels and then drive away? So, so the person <laughs> behind had phoned the police. Oh, no. Because they were like, oh, my God, this has been an accident. Yeah. I popped out of the passenger door... Randomly then, a guy that I used to know from school, who was a farmer, was in the field opposite, came up and just we, literally we, looked at me as if I, I just walked into the local pub and went, all right, Paul? Right. And I said, hello, Darren, you all right? You want to do your land? And so we rocked it, put it back on four wheels. Yeah. I got back in the car, scarpered pretty quickly before the police arrived. So hang on, we're on our fifth, <clears throat> fifth mini now. Yeah. And you've crashed two of them. Yes. Fine, okay. Well, that one was fine. Yeah, but you still crashed it for. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Okay, it was fine. After that, that mini kind of outlived its usefulness, and I bought a. a and this was, it was a bit of a kind of a, a step change. A white, um, it was a white Ford Fiesta. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really nice, pristine white Fiesta Mark II. So was it quite? Is it quite new when you bought it, or not? No, not brand it was new. Still, but... No, it was still quite an old one. It right. wasn't. It was probably. Instead of like the two hundred quid for a mini, yeah, it was sort of six to eight hundred. Got think. you. And what size? <clears> engine, what size engine? One point two. Okay, yeah. So it was a, a step pokey. up in power yeah, as well. Yeah, and it was a Ford, a bit better built. Yeah, get more people in it. Mm-hmm. I like that. I used to drive that back with the Fords to work. Eventually, I needed something. I, I then got a job as doing something that was up in Gloucester, <clears throat> and I needed something a bit better to go back with the Ford to Gloucester. So I ended up buying a Sierra Sapphire. Which is the Sierra with the boot. Yeah. It was the first automatic I'd ever owned. Oh, okay, yeah. Silver one, mm-hmm. leather seats. Oh, yeah, hello. Still a hello, ladies. There. But it had, <laughs> I bought it and it was about, because I'd got this new job and it was good and, you know, I, I bought it, it was a couple of thousand pounds, but it had like 94,000 miles on it. Right. And I kind of didn't get the sort of that and I was like, yeah, I'm going to get that. And that once, whilst I was coming back from Gloucester, the engine blew up, just completely blew up. Oh. And just, like, nothing I could do, just had to leave it, you know, took it to the scrapyard. So right. that was that one. Mm-hmm. From then I bought a, a red Montego estate. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Electric windows. So hang on, Mon- Montego, that's, is that Ford? Uh, no, Austin. Austin. Okay, I can't, Austin. I'm, not, I'm thinking of a different... Yeah, different uh, and then Rover after that. So it was okay. in the same family as the Metro, actually. Right, okay, probably. yeah. What was the other one? The Maestro, Montego, right. so slightly bigger. So, okay. Yeah. Red one, first car with a sunroof, electric windows. Mm-hmm. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to drive that backwards and forwards to Lancaster where my, my now wife, then girlfriend, lived. Yeah. So that was great. Loved that one. Then, this was, I think, when, when we got married, I had a, a Silver Mark V Escort Estate. I'm going to gloss over some of these. It was lovely. Really nice car, that one. Okay. Then onto an aubergine. aubergine metallic oh, Hang on, aubergine. aubergine. We're talking like a sort of purpley type colour. Yeah, color, dark, yeah. purpley right. black. Yeah. Iowa State. Right. First car I had with a CD player. Love that car. Big car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so then, this is when I started going, going okay. This is my favourite car I ever owned. Right. 
So I, I started doing okay, started earning a bit more money. Mm. We were married, it was just the two of us. We bought our first house. Oh, disposable income, you remember disposable that? Disposable income, remember <laughs> that? I bought a silver Honda S2000, which is the sports car, soft top, right leather interior i think i know the one you're talking about yeah. it's revs to nine thousand. a really great engine just a brilliant car yeah. loved it two-seater yeah two-seater mm. and it's a, and the best bit about it was it was the first car i'd ever seen even let alone have with a start button Oh, so you get in, wow. you turn the key, and it had a big red start-stop button. Amazing. You pressed the, the, the spot. So it had a key up. and a start button. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like a sort of nuclear launch. And I, I went, I drove all the way to, um, it was Lincoln that I bought it from. So I drove the, the Mondeo there, yeah. left the Mondeo as a part exchange, and drove Just all the way Just left back. that in a canal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rolled it into a hedge, <laughs> left it there, walked off. So I had that. Filed down the old VIN number, and I was gone. Hopped <laughs> in the in the, off I went. In the Honda, and I was away. And so that drive back is probably one of my favourite drives ever. Driving back from there, and it was a beautiful day. Oh. I put the, the the top down, and I just felt like I was it. You know, I felt like I'd made it. it, was isn't, it awesome. isn't it depressing that you've you've never been able to experience anything like that ever again? again. Yeah. yeah. So that was amazing. Did that. So then, then the next, the, the only brand new car I've ever bought was next which was a brand-new Mazda RX-8. Now, I remember this car. Oh, do you? I think so. You do because, remember it. Because you drove me home from a wedding once. I did. And I was in, I was not in you a good state. You were not in a good state. No. <laughs> I'd, I'd overdone it a little bit at the wedding. It was our friend. And, and I was, yeah. I was, I was so close to throwing up in the back of that car. Yeah. And there was not a lot of space in the back of that there car. There was not a lot of space. No. It had um, suicide doors. In yes, the, the doors. That's right. And I considered using them for that purpose on the way home as well. Suicide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like it's just not worth it, Mark. Yeah, and that I love that. Absolutely love that. Mm. The next car was. I'll, I'll let you guess what the next car was. So George falls pregnant. Okay. We can't have a sports car anymore. No. What do I buy? You buy a, a Ford Focus. I buy a Volvo. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. I bought a Volvo V50, black, nice car, safe. Right. That's what I thought. Yeah. And my brother knew. <laughs> Crashed it. My brother knew <laughs> that I was that George was pregnant. Before I told him, because I turned oh, up really? in a Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, no, I see what's happened here. Mm. So, yeah, bought that. Then, bought after that, decided to get rid of that one. Bought a Honda Accord, which I had for five days. Stupidly, I didn't realise that, that we couldn't get three children across the back of it. Oh, right. So I couldn't get the car seats properly uh, in. I see. So I bought the car without trying that. And you had three kids at this point. Three kids. Right, yeah. Two toddlers and a baby. Uh-huh. Couldn't get the three seats across the back, so couldn't go anywhere. Nightmare. That was that was an embarrassing So were you situation. able to take that back to the dealership? And no, like, no, no. No, they wouldn't have it back. I tried that. Oh, really? No, thank you. Right. You bought it now. Yeah. So I then had to part exchange that, so I lost some money on that, it's fair to say. I will not say to you or my wife how much I lost on it. Right. Um, Tell me after. Yeah. <laughs> from then, I, I, I then had a, a, a car, old car of my brother's that was a, a Mercedes 210 series E-Class Estate right. a 2005 model okay. which was right. it was just yeah. it was the one that he was using to kind of take stuff to the tip and back right. and so 
He didn't need it anymore. I used it until one day I was driving along and the front near side suspension just failed completely. Mm. And it just went clunk. So that one was thrown away. And then I bought my next favourite car. Well, there's a couple of favourites now. This, this is just a list of cars now. It it's really is, yeah. I mean, we, did, we did warn you. This is yeah. full Top Gear, you know. Volvo XC90, which was a seven-seater 4x4, which we needed at that time. Okay. Kids are growing up, needed something bigger. Yeah. Also, three kids that are pretty close in age. If you put them three across the back, they will fight with each other. Oh, yeah. So, three rows of seats, two in the back, one in the back back. Right, I see. The back back. So you zone them off in the back of the car, basically. Exactly. Nice. exactly. So when we were going on holiday, mm. so say we went to France on holiday, we would put our eldest child in the back back and pack around him. Right. So he couldn't get out. Amazing. So we would pack around him so he would just be like... You know, and when you inevitably crash, because we've already established you've got a sound pattern of this, yes. he'll be nice and snug and like stuck in there, won't he? That'd be, be better than like a you know, four-point safety belt, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, we'd you know? surround him with you know, non-sharp items yeah. in general. He was fine. Although, if you, know, you do hear about if a child <clears throat> hasn't got a seatbelt on, mm. famously... They'll come through like with the force of an elephant. Yes. Then that you're running a bit of a risk of that, though, aren't you? Yeah, and he has got the force of an elephant. <laughs> I tell you. And the smell sometimes as well. <laughs> oh, I tell you, teenagers, right? Am I right? <laughs> yeah. So then after that, Land Rover Discovery Four. Big oh, old 4x4. the old disco. The old disco. Excellent. So I love that car, but then that was a bit ecologically unsound, costing a lot of money in petrol and diesel and tax. A lot of money on tax. Oh, really? Things. It was high tax, was it? It was like it was like seven hundred pounds a year tax. And what 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 was the make again of that? Land Rover. That oh, was a Land Rover, right? Okay. It's a Landy. Yeah. It's a Landy disc. But did you like having a Land Rover? I bet the sort of I, elevated driving <clears throat> position must be quite nice. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. One of my favourite cars I've ever had. Okay. It just worked. Everything about it was mm-hmm. brilliant. It was nice. It was smart. It was yeah. It was great. And then, and so then it was a VW Golf Estate, which I still own, which used to be my mum's, which is my sort of, you know, I, between me and my wife. That's your, that's your taking to the tip car? Yes. Okay. Yeah, basically. And, I'm and guessing one of your kids is going to have that eventually then. I, they're, they're, they generally are quite embarrassed by it. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're like, oh my God, I don't have to go in the Golf, do I? Oh my that, God. Yeah. And that, your kids and, are so privileged. Oh, tell me about <laughs> it. First world problems, right? Yeah. You have to go in the automatic Golf. <laughs> Uh, and now the first sort of company car I've ever owned, mm-hmm. uh, BMW iX3, which is my electric car. Which is your electric car. Now, which I drove here tonight. Yeah. And that's it. That, that is my story of cars. It's sort of, you can kind of track my family history, my yeah. sort of history as a child. my And, you know, touch wood, for about the last 15 years I haven't had a crash. Okay, well that's, that's good. All. That's good. Yeah, I well, think That's so. progress, isn't it? I think you it is grow progress. Up, don't you? Yeah, you do, you do. So, Mike, so your your <clears throat> cars really do track your whole kind of life and career and family. Yeah. Mine just kind of tracks what my financial state was throughout my, my oh, life. Oh, I do as well, I think. I'm right, right, okay. I suppose. But I just thought, so it was like that Astra was like, it was like the nicest car yeah. I bought, the most, probably the most expensive car, but it was only because I it was on finance at the time. Yeah. The Kia I bought outright, but it was dirt cheap. Yeah. But then it just lasted for years. Yeah. So, but yeah, okay. Yeah, so that is our history 
through cars and automobiles. And that is now documented yeah. for, for future all time. Yeah, and I think generations to come. In in hundred years time, the next evolution some AI yeah. bot is is gonna listen to this and it's gonna just understand a little bit more about how humanity works, I think. <laughs> yeah, I like to think we're doing humanity a service. Well with that I think we're gonna ding the bell. Onwards. Coming in last in the motor race of today's episode, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think you've, that's really nice. You've tied that back in thematically sort of really nicely. Crowbarred it in, I yeah. think, somewhere along the line. Yeah, the last cab off the rank. Yeah, that was also nice. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Yeah. So thanks. Is my quick fires to Mark? Hit me. Hit you. Here we go. So the first question, it kind of ties back a little bit. What's the fastest you've ever been in a car? Oh, I think it's probably me driving. Yeah. So I've never had a a racing track day experience okay. or anything yep. like that. I have done a rally experience. Oh, wow. But it was on a quite a short course. course. You're not getting up to massive speeds, you know. Yeah. So it was so... I once had a hire car with a job I had. I had to go to Birmingham for an event. So I drove myself and a colleague from Bristol to Birmingham. The hire car they gave me was a Skoda Octavia. Which is actually a really nice car. Don't know what size engine it was, but it went bloody fast. So (laughs) I did... uh, Now, this was back in the day when I didn't drive sensibly like I do now. No, of course not. But I was doing over 110 pretty much the whole way. It was quite late. So we left the office quite late in Bristol. So it was completely clear M5. We were going to the NEC hotel. You don't have to justify it to me. So it's possible it was in that car okay doing about 110 okay nice good good question good mm-hmm. answer there you go oh, i can't say good question <laughs> yeah great question That's Paul. A really great question, Paul. Well done. <laughs> question number two what car did you want when you were 10 years old were you ever that kid that I, sort of looked yeah i did so i wanted a tr7 oh really a I, triumph TR7. those things were back when i was 10 they looked just amazing. They yeah. looked, you know, Tri- Triumph did a fantastic job on the look. Yeah. Now, I'm told that they're a complete piece of shit. Yeah, I think they were, <laughs> But yeah. to a 10-year-old who doesn't really understand this... Oh, and also, when I was quite young, yeah. I remember thinking that cars were powered, like rockets, and the exhaust was a rocket, and that's how cars worked. So... Oh, it isn't. <laughs> but... Ten-year-old Mark, who was like that yep. stupid. The TR7. The TR7 looked like the. It was the and the flip-up yeah. lights. I mean, oh I my think god! Always, those, the flip-up lights. It's the the sort of wedge of cheese shape. Yeah, TR7 absolutely. Is, absolute. Oh, yeah. But I was a bit obsessed with it. Whenever I saw one, I would be shouting about it, and you know, in, in the car and journeys and stuff. So yeah, here you go, Triumph TR7. Mine was a, a Porsche nine five nine. Just in uh, case you want to know, <laughs> you didn't. The next question, question number three is, have you ever been involved in a road rage incident? (laughs) Yes. Oh. Right, okay. (laughs) So, yeah, so I used to... So back when I... Are we going to go back and do this whole kind of back in the day before I was considering driving? Yeah, exactly that. So I was driving from... uh, There's a town north of Bristol called Yate. Yep. Great Yate. And I was driving from Yate back to our village. So that was kind of like, from where we grew up, Yate was a nearer town to, where, yes, it was, to Bristol yeah. sort of thing. It was thing. large conurbation. Exactly. Yeah. So I was driving back from Yate along Badminton Road. Yep. And 
uh, I was driving up to a junction. It's very so was... local, though. Very local. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry <laughs> to all listeners in, in South Korea. Look it up, people. <laughs> so I was driving. Anyway, I was driving down this road, and a car came out of a side road and pulled out. Frog Lane. No, it wasn't. I <laughs> can't remember. Hill? It was one of the roads that goes up towards Puckle Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Puckle Church. That's a real that. place. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up, people. So, but the the thing was is that there was nothing behind me. Right. And they just pulled out in front of me. I don't know whether they didn't look. Okay. Or probably more likely they looked. And yep. like some people do, it's like their their gauge for what is a reasonable time to be pulling out is, oh, could this person, if they slam their brakes on, avoid hitting me? Yes. Okay, if that's right. yes, then fuck it, I'm just going to go. Yeah. So that, that was kind of what happened. I was so enraged. And I was like on the horn and I was flashing. Long story short... I followed them home. <laughs> yeah. Nothing really happened. They got out of the car. That, that mother and child were terrified. <laughs> quite an elderly couple. And oh, I got out of my car. God. And I thought, and I wasn't really angry shouting it with them, but I did go up to them and say, I'm the driver of that car that you pulled out in front of. And what the hell were you thinking? And stuff like, and with that, their son who was in the house came out, heard a bit of a commotion. Oh, wow. There was a few words exchanged and eventually nothing <laughs> happened. I got back in my car and drove home, but they lived in the same village as me, but nowhere really near me. So okay, I, good. I followed them home and I'm not at all proud of that. That's creepy. Isn't but it? I was just so furious and I just couldn't let it go. It does remind me, though, that I don't get road rage much at all these days. No, well, good. But do you know what? So I haven't beeped my horn at someone in anger for several years, I reckon. Even with the signalling? The indication? Yeah, no, no, I haven't. And do you know one of the reasons I think that my road rage has abated? Go on, why is that? It's because when I'm on YouTube, one of my favourite things to watch on YouTube, probably the thing I watch more than anything, is UK dash cam footage. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But the, the, the sort of the clips that are put together for these things, it's always, it's not just people just driving calmly, it's always obviously some bad road rage incident yeah, of course, or a you crash. don't want somebody going to the shops and buying <laughs> exactly yeah you don't want dash cam footage of but neil doing his everyday so stuff. much i don't know it's not that i find it calming i don't find it calming what i do is it's it's very much a oh rather them than me situation oh, okay but because i'm watching these people and it's always road it's rage kind of. no it's not that it's, I'm not taking. I'm not happy. It's more that oh, I I could easily see myself getting into that scenario, and right. I remember from back in the day. You, you oh yes, yeah. I would drive like that, and I would shout at people, and they would be beeping and flashing, and and it would make me very upset. Yes, and so I kind of watch this, and I think the fact that I watch so much is that when I'm driving, I'm always and because whenever you watch these clips on YouTube, yeah, every new clip. You're waiting for the thing that's going to happen. Of course, yeah. So when I'm driving, I think I'm now conditioned to be, oh, oh something's okay. going to happen. Because you're watching, like, you say someone's driving down a motorway. 
Yeah. It cuts to a new clip. And someone says, driving down the motorway, but there's a slip road about to join. Oh, and you're like, oh, that guy, he's going to do that. And, of course, that's what happens. So when I'm driving now... You know that. I'm always anticipating this stuff. It's like instructional video. Yeah, so I reckon that watching UK dashcam footage on YouTube, of which there are fucking thousands of hours Should worth, be mandatory education I think it makes me a better driver. And oh, I, am, yeah. I will stick to that. But, yes, I have done road rage, and the worst I did was follow someone home and remonstrate with them but the way they pulled out in front of me was so ridiculous okay number four (laughs) favorite gadget in a car oh okay that's interesting so well i've already alluded to this in last episode but sat nav oh yeah if if you'll count sat nav as a gadget well yeah yeah i mean i'll allow it what i mean I was telling you earlier about this, but there was, I won't go into lots of detail, but there was one time I was trying to get from Warwick to Bristol. Yeah. And I ended up in High Wycombe. Oh, okay. Free sat nav. Right. Sat nav would, would avoid would that. Would put a stop to that. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, sat nav. Okay, great, marvellous. And last one, what's the stupidest thing you've done or you've ever seen done in a car? Not on your dash cam footage. Yeah, not, I was going to say, there's lots that. of stupid things I mean, on the dash you, cams, though. you specifically. Well, I've, I've, been, uh, I've been told of times where friend of the pod, Phil, mm. has been driving along. Oh, actually, yeah, you're absolutely right. Oh, go on, please. I, it's not that I was setting you up for this. Yeah. But, please. So, the one that I think, the, the one that really... Okay, so, okay. So, so, so suddenly loads you know. of things are flooding to me now. <laughs> so, Paul's... Mm. Cousin Phil, who's a good friend of mine. Phil and I were in the same year at school. Friend of the pod, technical advisor. Technical advisor. He had a Beetle yes. for a long time. And it was pretty beefy. It had like a specially big engine in, a custom engine sort of put yep. into it. So it was really fun. And he drove like a fucking maniac in yes. that all the time. Yep. So Beetle surfing, is that the thing that you're thinking of? Well, yeah, there's Beetle surfing. I've heard of one time where he just was driving along and just got out the window. Yeah, well, there's a few things here. So the Beetle surfing is there's Beetles have got a really big sort of bumper on yeah. the back. So we used to do a thing. There was a little lane. So after the pub, so Phil doesn't drink, by the way. He's yes. always been teetotal. Yep. So he was always able to drive. So we would go to the pub on a Friday, and then there was like this sort of scout camp not too far from where we lived. Yeah. Uh, I can't even remember what it's called. Woodhouse Park. Woodhouse Park. And it was like about a 15-minute drive through tiny little country lanes. So we would stand on the back of his beetle, and there would be like... So at one time, I remember, there were four people. So there were four people in the car. So five people in the car. And there were four people on the outside (laughs) of the car. Three stood on the back bumper. Yeah. It's draped over the top of the car, holding on, and one person ahead of them just literally lying on the top of the car. Right. But the three, us three on the back, were holding that person. Right. And it's got quite big sort of rims down the side yeah, of the like top. Gutters, yeah. Yeah. So we were sort of able to hold on to that, and he would rip down this country lane doing. I don't. He must have been doing sixty or seventy, I reckon. Yeah. In this tiny lane. And, but it's amazing that you can actually... The way that the car's designed... Yeah. It's almost designed to have people stood on the back of it. <laughs> I think that's what they had in mind. No, I I wasn't here for this, but there was another time... Exactly the same thing was happening, but I wasn't there, where everyone who on the outside came off. Oh, really? <laughs> Around a corner, they all came off. Oh. So I don't know how that happened. Because when I was doing it, I always felt quite safe. Yeah. But... Yeah, maybe they weren't quite as diligent as you were. Maybe not. Maybe they just, you know... Their technique was, their technique all, wrong. was all wrong. The other thing was my friend of mine, Ben, would 
drive me when I would ride my bike. So I had a pub job. I was working behind a bar, but yes. I couldn't drive at the time. So right. I was riding my bike. Um, well, he would drive there and he would drive home and I would hold on to the side of his window. Uh, like Michael J. Fox. Like in, Michael J. Uh, Fox, but yeah. that, on a bike rather yes. than a skateboard. But again, um, he would purposely go quite fast. Yeah, go very fast. And it takes quite a lot of strength, actually, <clears throat> to keep hold on like that. It's, you know, that's actually quite a, quite a skill. We once, one of the, the, the stupidest things I've ever done in the car, as we were, we, so I, I went backpacking in Australia, as one does back, back in the day, and we got a job to drive uh, a couple of Toyota Land Cruisers oh, back from Perth to Sydney. Wow. So all the way across... The Nullarbor. Yeah, what sort of distance are you talking about? Thousands of miles. So it's the equivalent distance of London to Moscow. Jesus. Right, Is Perth to Sydney. Yeah. And so, obviously, you'd go for days, you know, just... And and you can't really drive at night because of the wildlife, because you you hit kangaroos and all sorts. And if you hit a kangaroo, you know it, because they're quite big. Mm. So we would, like, camp, and then we'd go again. But there was eight of us, four in each car, and quite often we would get alongside going 60 70 miles an hour go alongside each other and one person would go from one car to the next quite often when we did that a few times we would throw like a bag of maltesers we would one car in front one car (laughs) behind throw maltesers see if you can catch them in your mouth that kind of thing so i think you were alluding to this earlier as well but phil again in his beetle i think i have i have been in the car i was in the back but phil basically Got out of, he was driving the car. Yeah, the car was going along. And he started climbing out the window. And he told the person in the passenger seat, scoot along. So they scooted into the driver's seat and were put their foot on the accelerator. So the car kept going. Yeah. Phil climbed out his driver's side window over the bonnet, over the roof, and got back in the passenger side window. And the, the person didn't know it was going to happen? No, right? so that yeah. was all a bit sort of spontaneous. But yeah, they, they, they were up to the task. I can't remember who that was. But yeah, so that's, that, that again... That's the stupidest thing in a car. God, fucking hell, we did some stupid things back in the day, didn't we? <laughs> Jesus, it's amazing that we're still again, here. let's go back to the previous episode. Thank goodness there weren't any camera footage. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Or dash cam footage. Oh my god, yeah. Imagine that. Because, you know, I'd have, I'd, I'd have probably have seen it by now. Just people, like, just kind of. I do sometimes think, oh god, I wonder if I'll ever see myself on the dash oh. cam. But I'm confident I would never see myself doing You're something stupid. Because I'm too good a driver. I mean, I, I think the abiding thing that I want people to take away from this is that I am and continue to be the best driver in the world. No shit. Okay. Anyway, thanks for your quick fires. You're welcome. So that pretty much concludes our motoring episode. I I kind of feel if you don't give a shit about cars or indeed you and I, this episode is not going to be for you, is it? But, you know, they're not always going to be gold, are they? You know, we come up with these these episodes. We often come up with them and what we think, oh, could we talk a bit about this? Have we got anything to say about this? We've certainly talked about it. I think that's fair. Whether anybody's going to find it interesting or not. I know. I don't know. Well, we'll see, won't we? But hey, that's the whole sort of hodgepodge approach we take to these podcasts. The next one will be something completely different. That's true. So if you didn't like this one, listen to the next one. It could be it could be exactly what you want to hear. But you know what? If if there is something that you want to hear, oh my god, what could you do? Just fucking email us. Yeah, paying a fortune for this <laughs> email address, right? And just once again, it's Mark and Paul's Opinion Hour. 
and A-N-D, not ampersand, because yes. you're not allowed those in Gmail accounts. Mark and Paul's Opinion Hour at gmail.com. Okay. As simple as that. So I think it's time, really, to kind of find a safe place to pull over, yeah. put the handbrake on, yeah. open the door, yeah. put a match into the car, <laughs> and walk away from the car. No, I think that oh, if, it, if this podcast is a mini, yes. it's time to flip it three times and then get the fuck out of there. Ding the bell. Here we go. Thank mm-hmm. you.